Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Unrepentant hypocrite Colin Kaepernick defends Fidel Castro. That's the column headline by Miami Herald columnist Armando Salguero, who covers the Miami Dolphins for the Herald. He had a lot to say about Kaepernick and Fidel Castro and the conversation he had with Kaepernick. You'll want to hear this. Armando, thank you for the time. Well, Roy, I'm glad that you earlier said you had people that were very eloquent coming on your show because right now you've got me. Ah. <laughs> so, so there's that. A couple of media guys, God help the world. <laughs> so, so, so you see, and we're not talking about the. Well, we can talk. We can add. We can add the the, the Nike issue to our conversation. But when I was reading your column in 2016 about Kaepernick and, uh, and, and Castro, it seemed to me that there was almost, and just reading the words and reading between the lines, almost a bit of desperation on Kaepernick's part to not let Castro enter into the discussion and try to keep it about Malcolm X. Yeah, I thought that too. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt about that. And for background, you know, the, uh, the problem was not the T-shirt. The T-shirt was the kickoff to the conversation because Colin Kaepernick poses as a uh, righteous spokesman for all oppressed people, particularly oppressed minorities here in the United States. And he wears a T-shirt with Castro on it. And Castro, as you know, as anyone knows, except maybe Trudeau, was on, you know, the all-despot uh, team of the 20th century. He is a genocidal, tyrannical maniac who killed and was responsible for killing hundreds of thousands of people, including, by the way, my uncle, uh, who was shot at a firing squad because he wasn't a communist. And so the fact that Kaepernick didn't see the irony and really the hypocrisy of wearing that T-shirt was the number one reason that I even approached him. But in our conversation, he immediately started to, while being on the defensive, he started to defend Castro's record for uh, instituting health care in Cuba for instituting, a, a, you know, uh, the education system that they've got in Cuba and for being a guy who was anti-apartheid in South uh, Africa. And while those things <laughs> might be something that you want to look at, it's like basically saying that a murderer, uh, you know, uh, when he woke up, he said his prayers. I'm sorry, he's still a murderer. Yep. It's like basically saying uh, in 1864 America that a plantation owner who was owning slaves was at the very least giving them jobs. You know, it doesn't fly, that argument, when you're serving up education systems that people are launching themselves out into open waters uh, and risking their lives and risking being eaten by sharks and, in fact, dying to get away from. It, it doesn't serve to, to 
talk about how wonderful a healthcare system is when you've got people in Cuba that have this uh, group called the Ladies in White, and they're basically elderly ladies who go out, they dress in white, they hold flowers, and their whole point is we want to be able to assemble, freedom of assembly, we want to be able to speak, we want to be able to have some human rights. And what happens typically on their march is it goes a couple of blocks, and then the Cuban version of the Gestapo shows up and beats the living crap out of them. And if you doubt it, go online and Google images, ladies in white. And so, yeah, the healthcare system is wonderful for those women who can't speak their mind and just got the hell beat out of them. It's great. You, uh, you wrote some wonderful line here, and uh, this was after you wrote that uh, Kaepernick is starting to realize, that part in your conversation, Kaepernick is starting to realize how untenable his position is relative to the Castros. Even Malcolm X, who met with Castro in New York for years afterward, declined invitations to visit him in Cuba. And the next paragraph is really one sentence, and that's exactly the moment Kaepernick shows how lost he truly is, because in the next breath, Kaepernick, born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, explains to me, the guy born in Havana, how great Castro really is. You, he wouldn't let up, and, and you, as I read the column, I, you know, you write about when you and your mom were able to leave Cuba after applying to leave and going through hell for two years because you were leaving the communist paradise of Mr. Castro, and then you get to the airport and a random soldier in Castro's military takes it upon himself to just deny your father the opportunity, the not the opportunity, the right to leave because you had the paperwork. That's the kind of environment that you lived in. Absolutely. Uh, the reason me and my mom came to the United States is because my father was forced to stay behind uh, at, you know, the business end of an AK-47. The, the way it works is back then they still didn't have jetways in the 60s. You walked out to the plane. And so I remember it like it was yesterday. We walked out to the plane and the guy asked my dad for the papers for the family. Um, he's dressed in this green uniform and he's holding the AK over his shoulder. Um, my dad shows him the paperwork and he said, hmm, very interesting. Well, the three of you are okay to leave, but I've decided that only two of you are going. So pick which ones are, are going, if anybody. And, you know, of course, that causes a ton of drama because now Castro has, and his, or his thug has decided, yeah, just because I can, just because I'm armed and no one else is, I am going to decide these people's fate uh, and their lives. And I'm going to mess with them a little bit. And that's exactly what happened. And my dad stayed behind, was forced to stay behind uh, for three and a half more years. And my mom and I came to the United States by ourselves. Did Kaepernick get all that? Kaepernick doesn't get anything. Kaepernick gets the, the you know, he's been fed a false narrative that there is, quote, unquote, systematic oppression in the United States. What the heck does that mean? Systematic. Does that mean that the system is set up to oppress a certain people? Because, I don't know, uh, 
not set up to oppress Hispanics. I'm Hispanic. My parents, uh, you know, sent me here. My mom came here with nothing. And I'm doing quite well. Thanks. Uh, is it set up to oppress black people now? I, I don't know, because I think there were some constitutional amendments that preserve the rights of all people. And we, just, we had a black president for eight years. And Colin Kaepernick is rich. And there is no one that can tell anyone here in the United States, you can't do this. You can't do that. Now, do we have problems with individual racists? Yes. Guess what? So does every other country in the world. It's a flawed place. This isn't heaven. Do we have places where um, you have a rogue cop shooting someone down in cold blood? Oh, yeah, that happens, too. But is there an order from the government, from the system, quote, unquote, hey, let's go out and just uh, genocide on a certain number of people or a certain brand of person? It's ridiculous. And by the way, statistically in the United States, uh, in the year that we were talking, I haven't looked at the, at the stats lately, in the year that we were talking and Colin Kaepernick was wearing pig socks and was part of the Black Lives Matter movement that wanted cops killed, uh, that year more white people were shot by policemen than black people, in fact, twice as many. And so uh, <laughs> I just don't understand... I don't I don't give him the benefit of the doubt for ignorance, because after we had that conversation, his team came to South Florida, came to Miami. He was booed lustily before the game because South Florida has a large Hispanic and Cuban population that has experienced what I experienced. And after the game, in that environment, he repeated the same mumbo jumbo crap that he had in our conversation. And so there is, you know, he had had a whole week to figure things out, and he decided that he was going to stand by his statements. Uh, Armando, you, you, you wrote in the column, I asked Kaepernick if he's equating the breaking up of Cuban exile families by a dictator with people being sentenced to prison in the United States. And that's why he, when he said, uh, we do break up families here, that's what mass incarceration is. That was the foundation of slavery. So our country has been based on all of that, as well as genocide of Native Americans. Um, he, he said, I'm equating the breaking up of families with the breaking up of families. Uh, look, I understand Kaepernick's complaint that some people are falsely imprisoned and others go away for long stretches for committing multiple minor crimes. But what is it about nuance he doesn't get? There's no way the blanket statement he just made is correct. My family breaking up because my parents wanted me to be free is not the same as, for example, a father of two in the United States committing a crime and being away from his kids because he was convicted and is serving time. That seems to be where Colin Kaepernick uh, reaches a, a, a zone where he's just not clear. I'm being I'm trying to be courteous. Not only that, it's not just Colin Kaepernick. There was a significant pushback from a lot of people, a sector of the population here, saying, well, you know, you're, in, you're, you're sounding like an entitled person, this and that. Okay, 
Sure. I'm an entitled person. <laughs> uh, I was five years old, okay? Yeah, I was very entitled. Um, and he, he, look, I, I understand Colin Kaepernick believes himself a, a, a social justice warrior. I get that. I understand that there are issues that need addressing. But when you take on the mantle of basically a leader of a movement, the spokesman of a movement, you better be, you better have all your ducks in a row. Yeah. You need to know your facts. Yeah. And because when you say stupid stuff, you not only indict yourself, you make your movement sound uh, uneducated, uh, hypocritical, as I call them, because it is hypocrisy to want to relieve oppression while at the same time defending an oppressor. Um, you, 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 you lift yourself up as something, and then you are uncovered, and that's what Colin Kaepernick has been. He's been uncovered as a fraud. Armando, the person I was thinking of, the player I was thinking of, was Pat Tillman. I think a lot yes. of people thought about Pat Tillman, who left a lucrative career in the NFL after 9-11, joined the military, became a special forces soldier, and was killed in Afghanistan. That's the soldier and the football player I was thinking of. So, I thank you, sir, for joining us. You and I are immigrants. You to the United States, me to Canada. And we get how lucky we are. And once in a while, we have to call people out. And I'm glad you did it with Kaepernick. Thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Roy. And by the way, Pat Tillman, uh, maybe Nike should have used him as their spokesman because yeah. talk about sacrificing everything. Yeah. He indeed did sacrifice. Yeah. Thanks, everything. Armando. Thank you. Want to hear more Roy Green? We've got you covered with the Roy Green Show podcast. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or Google Play.